Hello, and welcome to Crit Happens, a show where a group of weirdos come together to play Dungeons and Dragons. Once again, my name is TJ, and I'll be serving as a Dungeon Master for this table of Chaos Gremlins. Jordan will not be joining us today because college students have waxed schedules and he had to work. Now, it is my pleasure to welcome everyone back to El Bastion. Last week, we started off as Atlas greeted the party in their private room in the Shifty Settlers Tavern. After a bit of back and forth between he and the party over the specifics of what their night in the hillside manor entailed, Atlas asked for a private meeting with each of you, during which time he introduced a new job to Rava and Wolf, uh, as well as Faring, that would eventually lead the party down outside of the Dominion and into the Underdark community of Dezanth. After the party agreed to take this job, he departed and most of you Excuse me. And most of you he bedded down for the night. While Rava and Farin went out for a walk and a mostly honest conversation. We pick up today as you all awaken from your long rest. Uh, just for reference, the King's speech for the end of the Harvest uh, opening festival uh, should begin in roughly two hours. Right now it's right around 8 a.m. Is anybody waking up any earlier than 8 a.m.? Well, my meditation would have ended at 7. I'll wake up a little early. Probably just Chuck just wakes up because he's old. He's like, hmm, coffee. Okay, cool. Uh, you can go back out into the tavern. So since you weren't here, it's 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 a shifty tavern. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, it is a very shifty tavern. Okay. Uh, going out there at roughly eight a.m. There's not many people. Uh, you see, like a dark colored tiefling that's kind of like crashed out, snoring very loudly on one of the tables. Uh, and then behind the bar, you see this probably half-orc, uh, fairly thin-looking uh, man with short brown hair, short tusks. He's going, oh, done for the evening already, huh? How can I help you? Coffee! All right. He leans back and clanks around a bit, and you hear, like, metal hitting his hitting. Pulls out a metal cup and puts some coffee in it. I always like a good coffee after an orgy, too. Slides it across the table. Ah, oh, yes. I'm very sore. Mm. I believe Nothing. it. Wait, question. Like... How, how, do you know how full is water? Is water big old water cast? Yeah, yeah, so, depending on how much you use to try to put out the fire, which you failed at. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Farron put out later. Uh, I'd say it's probably about a third left. Fill this up, please. Now, for that, it's gonna cost you. Well, sir, I, I came from a very extraneous exercise activity. I'm thirsty. Yeah, yeah, but I already gave you a discount for the exercise activity, so. Uh, between the coffee and that, it's gonna cost you 15 gold. Okay. He takes it to the back and fills it with who knows what kind of quality of water. In the shifty tavern where Chuck decided to refill his cask. Hey, he's thirsty, alright? Comes back and sets it down for you. It's okay. Anything else I can do for you this morning? He's just lost in his own world now. You <laughs> start snapping in front of your face. Oh, what? No! Do you need anything else? Uh. Uh. Okay. Is it okay to order food here? He like looks around the tavern at the empty tavern. Sure. Because I noticed it looks a little uh, a little, uh, uh scary in here. 
This is. I'm scared. Ask your friends for food. Okay. He walks to the bag. Coffee. Water. Oh. Meanwhile. <laughs> Get your morning stretches in. Get the stretches in. <laughs> uh, at this point, <clears throat> Volk is still sleeping heavily. Uh, Theron is also still in meditation. Like, he probably stayed up a bit longer than you did. Okay. Go ahead and just uh, make a... For that, we're going to do a wisdom check. Don't look at me like that. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> oh, no! Also, I'm gonna be getting ready for oh, day 20. 20. Me too. Hey, noted. Putting on my makeups. Brushing on for me again. Okay. Uh, Hawthorne is very much uncomfortable. Yeah? Yeah, he's just like squirming everywhere. You have to, like, force him down to, get, to like, really brush him. The hair's kind of matted. Uh, how much of this journal are you going to read in this, this hour or so that you have? Just as much as I can. Okay. Uh, but you mentioned you through about half of it. Just shredding through it. <laughs> um, a lot of what he writes, just in general, so you can, like, talk with him about it if you wish to, is about him missing his father after he left while he was back at home what he wrote about a lot of which mostly what you read is feeling like his father doesn't understand his points of view uh feeling like there's only one person that really understands um what he feels uh, and then a lot of him writing about how he has these feelings for someone and he's unsure of how to deal with them um then a bit later he writes about you a little bit more and specifically talking about like Hanging out with you and how he thinks you're insane for spending all your time reading books. What do books matter? Um, and then right about the time you get about halfway, which is the end of your reading, uh, he writes about this high elf that he met uh, that is just so mysterious but also has this very domineering presence. And he's very much interested in it. So, as you finish reading up, it's around 8 a.m., at that point, you figure out where you stopped. And about the time you put the book away, you notice the hat gets shifted from his eyes onto his head as he stands and... Ah! Oh, well. <laughs> I don't know about the rest of you, but I... feel as rested as I do every night. I'm going to go get some breakfast. Probably outside, maybe somewhere else. He walks over to the sleeping dwarf and kind of kicks the edge of the bed. Both room. Breakfast! Lord. Sands and the two of them start walking to the door and he turns. Ladies, join us! Frankie. You all step outside to see. Having been up for some time, it appears Chuck is sitting at the bar. <laughs> the orc is standing at the other end of the bar with his hands rubbing his forehead. Oh. Uh, Theron takes a, a long table, sort of towards the middle, and gestures to it for all of you and gives a, a high-pitched whistle and points to you and points to a seat. <laughs> Alright. So, eventually, JJ comes over. 
York. All right, folks. Uh, your grandpa already asked for food. I figured I'd wait till the rest of you get out of here because I honestly just don't want to deal with him anymore. Potatoes. <laughs> How did I not see that coming? Sorry, he has Alzheimer's. He got something. <laughs> I've never seen a group of such wide variety come in here, have an orgy, and then come out here for breakfast. Now, your, your tall Heil friend, he, he, he didn't come back in the middle of the night for round three or anything. No, he'd already visited a few others, so he was pretty tired. Oh. And uh, what makes you want a grandpa in your orgy circle? Experience matters. Both looks up. He's really a terrific lover. Really? Of course. Thank you. Hold his hand. <laughs> I felt this kind of work in a long time. That's uh, nice. JJ is right. <laughs> <laughs> It just sort of like smiles and nods and looks down a bit. Well, uh, we got an order of taters and the rest of you. I'll take some. I'll take a traditional Hassani breakfast. Alright. Um. Do you know how to make a Viridian breakfast? Where are my dice? <laughs> nice. Doesn't have any dice. Out. <laughs> <laughs> my dice. I forgot dice. What's going? What's going on? I was going to roll dice in my head, and it's all going to be my points. <laughs> oh no, cheese dice. Cheese <laughs> dice. No. <laughs> Never really left me in our face. No. Can I just get some meat and potatoes? Meat and potatoes. Got it. Uh, you got your eggs, you got your bacon, you got your hash browns. Ah, uh, biscuits and meat. American, exactly! <laughs> but. That makes sense. It's, <laughs> it's kind of funny, it makes sense because Viridia is based on, oh, on an American state. So, <laughs> yeah. That, that zero session uh, joke that I made made sense later. There we go. Yeah, I can I can do eggs, eggs, eggs and bacon and toast. Eggs and toast, if you will. Don't, don't do it. Sir. I'm gonna sock you in the face if you do it. Sure. <laughs> I heard you have eggs and ham. Can I have eggs and ham with my? Bacon? I did not say anything about ham. Any ham? I said bacon. Bacon sounds good. Can Can you do specialty? Bacon wrapped potatoes, and that's all. With eggs. Now be quiet. No. <laughs> oh. I can chop bacon up and put it into my potatoes. Yeah. Most thought out thing he's ever done. And I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> you would just want a bunch of random foods put on a plate. You wanted Hassani breakfast. You want bacon and potatoes. And eggs. So you just want like a breakfast bowl? Yes! Did you say that? I don't know, what are bowls? Right. And he looks towards uh, Vol Vol um, 
Although, what do you think is this? Wings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sausage it is. Oh. <laughs> then, oh yeah, you missed out on this. JJ's very much into wolf. He slipped well, a note. He slipped him a note about wanting to meet in this room. I'm kidding. Nice. Oh well. I have um a brilliant thing as well. Sounds interesting. Never had bacon before. You're gonna love it. Looking forward to it. And ah, oh, the whole check will be on that one. Points to Chuck. Oh. <laughs> you paying nothing? I'll right. pay a portion. You're not paying nothing. I'll pay a portion. JJ looks and smiles and that can be arranged. And he walks to the back. Thanks, Chuck, for covering our, our food. Oh, really, thank you. Oh, thanks. Wow. Well, guys. What a kind and generous soul you are. <laughs> oh, sure, nothing for my friends. Can I go do something later? You got a few ideas. Uh, uh, can I know? The first one might be not using magic in the streets. Okay. Yeah. What, what else? What are you talking about it? I don't like this. Very mm. fishy. No, nothing fishy. Uh-huh. I'm actually allergic to fish. It's not true. Okay. You, I've never heard of a, anybody that lived in Dezant that was allergic to fish, so... Interesting. Okay. Are you alright? So, enjoying your meals. Is there any other, uh, any other conversation you all wish to have before going on about the day? Okay. So, I'm gonna put out the four books from that series of books, the 13 ones. Alright. So, I figured we could all pick a book and read it, and then share the information about it so we can get through it faster so Rob doesn't have to do all the work. <laughs> Who wants what book? I already know what I'm thinking. I'm insane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've been eyeing, she's been eyeing that book. So, uh, remaining is Shivari hunting second armor. I will take Shivari. Nice. You want to read a book? <laughs> Chuck just grabs a random book. He's like, I don't know why. No, you're close your eyes and pick one. He's like, I pick. Uh oh. And he just picks whatever. <clears throat> Alma. Ooh. Interesting. And then, uh, both will take hunting sec. He writes it down so I can make sure he knows. One of you. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, your books are dispersed accordingly. Is he whining? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm just glad I don't have to read anything there. A lot of you can do all of it. She's gonna look at the book. <laughs> Not anymore. You're really the worst person I've ever He sticks into his bag. Reluctantly. Learn some. I'm smarter than you. <laughs> Could you have gotten a dead fish? Wait, hold on. <laughs> what? Oh, oh. Jeez. 
Would you be able to gut a, a dead animal on the side of the road in a matter of minutes? And not not lose any meat? I don't believe you for some reason. <laughs> Who is this guy? What? <laughs> Wait, who are all of you? I have. Wow. With my dad. I have not. My dad would take me out of the cave almost every day. Oh, that's cute. Like a cave in the underdark, or we, like, we were in a cave. We live in a cave. You gotta just say cave one more time. Cave people. <laughs> cave people. <laughs> it's very beautiful. Uh, speaking of which, whenever you do that visits, um, always wants to go to the underdark. Well, we're gonna be taking a. An order out there. Do you have an order out there? I was with something last night. I think you were out using the restroom or something. Oh, maybe asleep. Who knows? <laughs> oh no, you went. You went to the the old lady. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, you had to go visit her while they had this conversation. Anyways, um, so I just was telling us last night that there's a job that we can take from <clears throat> from Atlan. Uh, that can get us. The ability to start working for the Empire by taking a shipment of goods and resources from here down to Zenth. Oh, like what kinds of goods and resources? Like, Who's, just generals? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The main thing they need down there is probably med- medicinal stuff and herbs. It's a bit harder to grow the herbs to grow specific medicines and potions with no sunlight. Mm. Okay, sounds good. So I guess we're going to do that in... Couple days or so. Right. Well, we'll go down and deal with whatever is in that cellar. Yeah, and then we're we're supposed to meet with Athlan in a couple of hours. After the speech from the king. Mm-hmm. Huh. Are we from the central part of town? Where the speech is held? It's about. Uh, I think we said a half hour's walk. Yeah. So yeah, I was gonna say that. So on a carriage, probably not that. Yeah, if you guys took the car, it'd be like probably 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We should take the carts. Yeah. And um, Atlas suggested that you stay behind in the cart while we speak to him. Just because you're. If you change purple. Might be good then. Yeah. Yeah, I figured I could. The crowd of bar. I figured I could not trust in the bar keep. <laughs> Us. <laughs> change. Change your change. You know, do a little, do a little. It's my face. Large. Fix it. <laughs> my face. Yeah, sometimes I'm. Add a little bit of. <laughs> 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 Try if that's the case, and I'm sure you're fine to go. Unless you can like see through that kind of thing. I don't know what kind of page he is, I don't think any of us have ever met him. So they're both. Ah! Oh, the card? Yeah. Oh, what magic? Um, Evocation, abjuration, and his specialty is necromancy. To be honest, I don't know 
Scion is unfamiliar to all of you. Yeah. Um, evocation is like is like elemental magic. Abjuration is protection magic. What was the third? Oh, and then oh, necromancy. necromancy is necromancy. I think everyone knows what that is. Do you know what necromancy is? Yes. Just making sure. Evil dark magic. Cloak to wear over myself, I can probably join. Maybe like cloak and a mask or something. Is the festival you can just be in costume again? I'm still in costume. I mean, so <laughs> I changed that. Yeah. Chuck just still looks like Sam Ellie. Yeah, <laughs> forever. <clears throat> Although this point, I have a little bit of scruff coming in. <laughs> about a week and a half, so it's got a decent amount of scruff. So, you all have about, at this point, probably about an hour and 15-ish. So, uh, is there anything else you all wish to discuss before moving on? Yeah, I'll, I'll ask Baron if, uh, are you going to be covered? Uh, I think it's important for him to know that there are drow here taking the job. Okay. I'm going to announce but if you wish to remain anonymous, you should. Or not so much anonymous as undetectable. I will think about it. Start meditating. I know. <laughs> yeah, I want to go down there. I'm going to be honest with you. I might even tell him who I am. Really, Chester? It's that big for you, huh? Look, guys, the dog's being a baby today. He's very needy. So you're gonna see him a lot more. <laughs> Chester. I think the first time he's actually gonna be on camera. So this is Chester. He's disgusting. <laughs> he's. I can't say that. He smells funky. He smells like stale Fritos. <laughs> Not a sponsor. He looks like a Stale Fritos. A lot of the time, whenever we cut out things, it's because we have to take a Chester break because we're dealing with him and he's off camera, but he's on camera now, so. <laughs> so. Huh? You were having a conversation with Farron. Oh, I thought it was over. I know, I'm just saying. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> well, um, we're all done with our meals. Should we gather our things and start heading towards the festival? Yeah, I think so. Quite good. Do you have a cloak already that you can use? I was going to offer her mine as well since I'm not going to cloak. <clears throat> right then! Well, too many cloaks. Too many cloaks. Too many cloaks. For a group of no roads. <laughs> Oh, well, one of our oh, yeah, yeah. That's my aesthetic. So, as you all load up into the cart, uh, Theron is choosing to leave his horse here. Your horse is in St. Ross. That's what Theron. Actually, Theron's going to end up front with, uh, cool. I'll take my horse. Yeah. Okay. So, as you all make your way through town, you know your way there. <clears throat> you notice... A lot of people migrating towards the center of town, towards the 
or the city, towards the King's Hall, um, otherwise known as the Kassar Citadel. Um, all variety of people, a lot of, of Underdark, like, dwelling people that are unclothed walking out right now. Yeah, I, I rolled, and she's not unclothed. Great. And I am sitting in the cart you're going to begin. Yeah. Whatever we, like, get there. You gonna tap up too? Um, Wolf leading a cart and Theron sort of just running in front. Uh, Theron takes off his hat and ties his hair a bit more tightly. He kind of reaches through and puts his hat behind. He takes off the vest and just has his his white button up and his jeans on. Takes the chaps off and sets them back as well. Looking a lot more clean and cut right now than usual. Uh, He then grabs his old coat. The chaps. He then grabs his old uh, black coat and puts that on on top, cleaning himself up a bit, looking less like a cowboy, more like a prince. Uh, riding up uh, at the Citadel, there are hundreds of people <laughs> of all races. Um, all of the shops that are here for the Harvest Festival are busily getting food or drink out. All the games are busy. You hear people shouting and screaming. Um, at the front... Just to recap, this looks like this center here is outside of the walls of the citadel, but there is no gate to get into the citadel. It's just an open pathway. Uh, the citadel itself has about 50 stairs, very wide set, probably 50 feet across, climbing up to what would ultimately be about a 15 foot increase before these this pillared um, sandstone building. Uh, the way that I picture the building itself is like the same sort of architecture as like the Lincoln Memorial, but outside of a building. It's a very squared off and small step-based increase uh, for the roof. The large doorway is open right now, and you can see inside a fireplace far back uh, lit. There are guards everywhere, Warforged guards. Um, Currently, you see that there's a chair set um, at the base of that long 50-step stairway. Uh, It is a, a gold throne Excuse me. A gold throne with purple, uh, like velvet, uh, upholstery. Um, there are harvest, harvested crops and flowers everywhere showing and standing out. The people here look to be having a really great time. You all, at this point, have about an hour if you wish to go about the festival and, you know, get a drink, play a game. Anything you all wish to do. <laughs> it is, and it is open. I'm gonna link arms. Wait, are we all out of the? Are they out of the cart? I assume everyone's worked their way out of the cart. Mm. Um, with Lily, I'm gonna link arms with Chuck and like follow me. But I want to explore. No, you're going to try this hut. Theron is following behind readily. Um, I assume you guys are gonna park your horse and the the cart, the carriage at the King's Hall, which is directly across from that open gateway. Because you guys technically have rooms there as well. Yeah. Right now you guys are paying for two different rooms. <laughs> so, uh, looking around, everybody make a perception check real quick. Uh, knowing that Atlas is supposed to be here. You know, you guys would probably take a quick glance. Uh, Eight. Wow, Theron made a natural one for that. Two photos on Hank. Him? 17. Thirteen. 
You two, being grabbed and forced with Lily, are not focused on anything other than the sounds and colors and smells. Um, the way I would describe the smell is think of like hay and pumpkin spice and like apple cider thrown together. Very sweet. Very sweet, but it's also very savory like underneath it, you know? Uh, it smells like a fairy without the cow poop. So, uh, Raba, uh, you don't notice Atlas necessarily. You see a tall, probably nine-foot figure, currently at another uh, drink cart with long, flowing black hair facing away from you, twenty-ish yards the other direction. When we get to the hut, I'm gonna pull out the cup. I see you. No response. Ah, but that's that's fine. Is he still there? I'll, I'll, I'll find him. For now, as you all approach. It is a, it's about, uh, I think I said it was about four feet across, or I mean six feet across and, or in, di- in diameter. It is a barrel. It stands about ten feet tall. It's like I said, four feet across, or six feet across in diameter. And the front, it's on its side, the front opens up like this. <clears throat> Inside there is an orc, uh, very big and burly, who is readily, with a huge smile on his face, huge tusks, handing out um, these silver, or not silver, these copper um, mugs. That are ma- that are covered or wrapped with like what looks to be a handmade uh, koozie, essentially of some kind. Um, there's a, a bit of a line as you all walk up. It takes like five minutes to get to the front, but when you do, he looks at you. Oh, friends! I brought friends to try this out. I just had to bring them to try your delicious drinks. Great to see you all. My name is Hank. Hi, Hank. Welcome to Hank's Hut. I have a couple of options for you. We have Vinfjord once again, which is fire wine. It's hot wine. Uh, we have this, uh... It's, uh, to make it easy for you, it's hot chocolate with a bunch of alcohol in it. Uh, and then we have a hot cider today. Uh, the cho- hot chocolate itself, we'll put the dwarf on his arse. So, be prepared for that. Uh, I assume for you and Jester Sports Farron, hot, uh, hot chocolate then. Theron, ah, of course. And for the rest of you, no problem. Hot chocolate? Alright. <laughs> no. Can I have a, a hot chocolate but without the alcohol? That's not possible. <laughs> because it's already made. Oh. Just either, I don't think you can. No. The name is Hot chocolate! I mean, I can do a little bit less alcohol. Okay. Because I add more when I make it. Oh, yes. <laughs> Alright, then he reaches down and sets three cups out. Uh, one of them has a, a, on the jacuzzi, has a little scarecrow on it. The next one has like three stacked uh, layers of hay with like pumpkins all over it. The next one has a little, um, a little ghost. And then the last one <clears throat> has basically like what looks to be a hag's face. Uh, carved into it, like a witch, kind of. Oh, and then there's another cup. I forgot there's five of you, not four. Uh, Volk's gonna take a hot chocolate as well. Uh, and he's... Uh, and the, the last cup has Jackal. So, uh, does anybody... Well, you're the only one not getting a hot chocolate. Do you have a, a preference in one of these? Take the ghost. Alright. Take the... Okay, Alright. 
Ghost. Well, an option. Okay. A witch, a jack o' lantern, and a scatter crow. Jack o' lantern. Right. Fair I'll take a scatter crow. <laughs> you then the witch. Wolf. Or not wolf, but the wolf. So, he begins by dipping his ladle into the wine, filling a cup, throwing his cherry pick into it, and handing Raba hers. Uh, then, he sets uh, the one, two, four of the five cups aside, and fills them each with like three seconds of some sort of clear liquid, and then scoops chocolate into those four, puts a bunch of <clears throat> like chocolate syrup on top, and the whipped cream, and then a marshmallow into that, and hands those of you wanting hot chocolate, minus you, your drink. For yours, he dumps for about a second, and does the same. Alright, so this is going to be separate or all together. Alright. Two, four, uh, two, four, six, eight, ten. It'll be one gold. It's ten silver. Thank you. And he pockets it. I want to give him ten gold. <clears throat> Thank you so much, my friend. Pockets it. If you all want to be more, please come back. I'm happy to help you. Of course. I love your shop. And I love hunting you all around. So, <laughs> have you all collect your drinks? Uh, you notice now that there are more warforging in the line, the outside of the of the the walkway towards that throne, and four of them come out holding a large cloth that they set down in front of the throne and begin pushing down a red and purple cloth all the way to the front entrance. So, what would you all like to do at this point? You know that it took you guys about 15-ish minutes to get your drinks, so you probably have another 30-ish before you need to find a solid standing place or seat. You want to try to find a seat? There are chairs set out to sit in, but there are not a lot available. So you'll have to fight for one if you want to sit. Hey, stands that still masks. Make an investigation check. <laughs> you mean like decorative masks, right? Yeah, okay. for the, like, the dark. <laughs> Um, no. But there is a face painting booth. Look <laughs> at <Okay>, that. <laughs> okay. Walking up to it, there is currently a, uh, a red tiefling who's seated at the booth. Uh, he has very short and spiky hair with, like, frosted tips. Black with frosted tips. Very bad. <laughs> uh, he has, on his horns, he has, you know, that typical, like, metal casing a lot of tieflings get. But it has this long chain that hangs down almost to his like chest and back up to his ear, connecting to like an earring. Uh, he has a solid set of gold teeth, and his eyes are like bloodshot with like bits of red in it. It's almost like they're solid black with bits of red and bloodshot. How's it up? Oh, hello there, another tiefling. Would you like to have your face painted? Do you do, 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 do like whole face skeleton stuff or I don't know. I'll paint your whole body if you want that. That's alright, just just the face. I can do skeletons, I can do um bugbears, I can what I can do a hag. I can be a hag, I can make you a hag, you can be a beautiful hag. <laughs> I can make you an angel. I can make a piece of bread if you want to be that. 
Like a skull face. Yeah, like covering my entire face. Something to make it more festive and maybe it matches this cloak I'm wearing. Like at the front of her face or the sides as well? Whole thing. Alright. Please have a seat. And he like pulls this this seat out and sets it down. And um remove whatever uh earrings, whatever any any jewelry, anything you need to take off of your face, do that now. So, oh, we're getting ready for that. Are you all going to just sit here and watch, or are you going to go do something? We're at the booth with them, right? Mm-hmm. Apparently. Check out a so it's just one Save me a seat up there. Jump. We'll, we'll go find a seat for okay. everyone. Chuck wants to find a toy. Oh, the people that are here can enjoy the festival. Is that, what was that one shop that we went to? Um... Ards and Nobles? No! <laughs> the Treasure's Trove? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's relatively close to the area. About five minutes, I believe, is what we said for the walk from here. Alright. I'm gonna go there. Okay. Chuck just wants to find the tool. Make an investigation check. I wanna ask him if he wants to come along. Sure, why not? I'm not gonna sit here and watch this... interaction. Two of you begin walking off. Ooh, nice. 17. Uh, you're looking for some kind of toy, like a kid's toy? Or just a toy to entertain myself. Uh, there is, like, a, a kiosk that sells, like, an assortment of toys. They've got, like, you know, the, the marionette puppets. Uh, they have stuffed animals. They've got, like, you know, they're, like, wooden snakes. Uh, they've got the, the marshmallow guns. <laughs> they've got, like, spinning wooden tops. Chuck gets a marionette. Like, one of the... Okay. Oh, no. Roll a D100. D100? So you'll hit the... You'll hit the... Okay. Bitch okay, so it, it is like, looks like it's essentially a goblin, uh, a very small little marionette with very long strings. Um, the, the, the person at the kiosk is just this, this human woman with very tightly braided uh, blonde hair, and she helps you to find one that has a long enough string to be on the ground while you're standing with your seven feet height. Uh, it's a goblin that's like, it's like a very plump little female goblin. So that's going to cost you um, five gold. Three. Mm. Make a uh, persuasion check. Let's see how this goes. Rattle script. Not a bad roll. Ooh, 17. <clears throat> Four. Alright. Okay. <laughs> he sets it in the kiosk drawer and shuts it. For you, looking for the treasure trove, uh, you do find it. It is still open, but you see as you walk in that the woman, uh, the older human woman, is working on walking up. She's like beginning to like pack things up and put things away. Oh, hello there. Um, lots of clothes. Is there anything I can help you with? Of um. what variety? I actually was gonna look, but I think up tomorrow. I would probably be best. I have to be there because um, I'm going to set up a kiosk um, at the end of the speech to sell some some merchandise for what he's going to say. Okay. So, um, either that or later this evening, even would be fine. Okay. 
but see you later. I'll see you very soon. <laughs> very <laughs> upset, but it's fine. She might have something there at the kiosk too. You can check out the speech. Okay. So for you, let me make a performance check for this guy. Make sense. So, as he go ahead and close your eyes and just put yourself in a very happy place. Okay. He like uses his fingers to help you close your eyes. Ew! And he begins painting your face. Uh, it takes about fifteen-ish minutes. Um, around which point, if the two of you are going to head back, you'd probably arrive around the time that this gets finished, uh, conveniently. Uh, uh, as you all walk up, you notice him throw a towel over her face. He turns and... Alright, friends have returned. Are you ready to see the masterpiece? That is... My work. Yes. And he grabs the towel and throws it off. And she just has like a pure white face with like black lines. That's it. Ah. It's terrible. That's a funny look. So I can't see myself. Your face says everything. What do I look like? Yeah, sorry. Um, and he grabs a mirror and he puts it out in front of you and you see you're just like white with black lines. God, this is terrible. I could do a better job than this. I'm going to take his paint so he can fix it. <laughs> <laughs> Heal the natural one. Uh Yeah, yeah, you managed to to add in some like some like lines and some 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 shape to it a bit. Well, if you can do so much better, why'd you even come? Well, the rental fee is going to cost you twenty gold. Twenty gold? You did crap. But then you took my paints for asking. How about I buy your paints so you don't have to do this to anyone else? Oof. Make a persuasion check. Okay. Persuasion or Intimidation, let me know which one you're going to roll. Persuasion. Okay. That's pretty bad. That'll do. And that'll do. Find it. And he grabs them out of your hands and throws it onto this, like, this, like, tan metal box, shuts it and locks it and throws it over to you. Get out of my sight. Like spits on the floor. Maybe learn to paint, so I'm just gonna walk away. Maybe learn to be nicer. Well, I'm walking away. <laughs> and they're walking and sleep. I bet you won't. I'm gonna find you. You don't even know who I am. And start walking away. So, I'm gonna start writing things in my journal. <laughs> I'm gonna follow this man. Chuck's just scared. He has this pop that he's like, Oh, you want to fight, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. Basically. I'm gonna kick your butt! <laughs> Darren looks at you a bit confused. <laughs> well, I see you found yourself a toy. What's his name? Trumpy! 
Is it just me? Has that been racist? <laughs> racist. <laughs> if I am not Stumpy, Charles. It's a woman. It's a woman named Charles. Oh, uh, uh. No, oh, keep it. Keep it, Charlie. I think you made it worse. <laughs> <laughs> but sure. Charles. Can we go find both? <laughs> How would he be able to manage to get seats? He's so small. He's noble. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> He's pulling. He's pull out his cards. I'm a family. I have been. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I have a family. <laughs> I'm a family. <laughs> so, uh, everyone make an investigation check trying to find book. And I will make a roll and see how good the seeds he got up. You've got to be kidding me. Rats. Yeah. <laughs> Nat one. So two <laughs> with the investigation. I got a two. I got a five. Oh my gosh! I just wanted to be known for everyone. In the last rolls, I've made two and you all made a roll. No one rolled over ten. Screwed! I'll see how hard it is for you to find him in a spot. So, walking around a bit, <laughs> the chairs are filling up quickly. And Wolf is small. Yeah. <laughs> so as you all continue looking, as you all continue looking around, um, it takes you guys realizing you've got just a few minutes. You guys cannot find him. So being looking around a bit more frantically, and Theron kind of like steps up onto like the side wall, trying to see if he can see higher. And he's like, "Well, we might just have to stand a bit." And then you all hear a very like high pitched whistle, uh, and Wolf managed to see you all. The only roll that's been over ten. Nice. Uh, and you all see he's in the very back corner, uh, on the opposite side, uh, sitting, like, in the last row. But there are seats for each of you. Making your way over there, you all manage to sit down. Uh, essentially these, like, the metal folding chairs with, like, a cushion on them. And both as you all sit down, oh, I was able to pull some strings with my nobility and get us some pretty decent seats, I'd say. Okay, these are so good. Yeah, pretty I good. I can see, I can, I can see so clearly. Right. He gotta sit down in his seat. While he's a student from C for my new friend. Charles, I'm I need something better. Charles. <laughs> That's a woman. I'm a, I'm a mistake, okay? Just go with it, you little short fry. Who's the one who found us bad seats? <laughs> 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 yeah uh there is uh, a couple of, of people walking around uh they're warforged they're wearing like the the baseball uh you know like straps with like a, with a box um there are currently three walking one of them is selling what looks to be like bottled beverage of some kind uh, another, it looks to be selling popcorn. 
And then the third looks to be selling something else completely, just like they're in little boxes. The first one that comes to you all is the drinks. Hello there! I have a box of beverages. Anyone thirsty? I'm good. I'm going to continue to sleep. I have a drink. Alright, well, if you need anything, please just shout for a drink. No outside beverages. Ha ha. Do you have water? Uh, yes. I'll buy water for you then. That'll be three silver. Moments go by, you all see a few like like a, like a small band form on the staircase. Get over there. <laughs> oh, those things are. A small band beginning to form on the staircase and begin playing some music. And then the second walks over. Oh, if anybody's interested, I have popcorn. Popcorn for sale. Popcorn, anyone? And he stops in front of you. Hello, group of friends. Popcorn. Thank you. Uh, I had breakfast. No. They're in like, oh, what about of jacks? I'll take two popcorn, please. Yeah, he's buying one for you all. And he hands the man a couple of silver. Like, Thank you. Puts it into his pouch and hands two popcorn. Karen's like, here you go. I know you're broke after all. <laughs> he leans back and starts eating popcorn. Yeah, after that Barnes and Noble's adventure, I'm broke. <laughs> Overpriced. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, the bands begin playing a little bit more, like, triumphant music. Not quite fanfare yet, but beginning to play more music that's, like, preparatory. Uh, and the last comes up. I understand you all are sitting far in the back. So if anybody's interested, I have opera glasses here. Opera glasses. Dudes, I'll take one. I'll take one. Two gold per pack. That's a rip. One. I, I suppose that's better. I, I'm so sorry. Two gold per glasses. Okay. I'll get two. Oh, here you go. And that'll be four gold. Thank <laughs> you. I'll also purchase two. Here you go. That'll be four gold. Aaron's like, oh, as you should. Takes out, puts them on, and he's looking around. You have two as well? Are you, you keeping them both for yourself? No, no, no. Oh. No, no, no. Hawthorne's sitting on the way. I'm going to put it one of my friends. Great, Hawthorne, you can shoot me. And you, sir. Thank you. All right. Then, uh, Vilf will buy one as well. So, at this point, as the last one walks away, you notice the Warforged that are out selling things and they're, like, kind of, like, standing around. I'll leave and go to the front of the building. Uh, the band sort of separates, and the specific like buglers come out and begin playing out some triumphant music. Let me. This. Very triumphant. Very. Triumphant. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that exactly it? But it's better. 
Uh, yeah, letting out like the, a fanfare, like dun, 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 dun. and then you first see uh, five warforged, all carrying large weapons. Uh, three of which carrying long guns on their back. Uh, another one carrying just a simple sidearm, and then a third uh, not carrying any weapons, but holding what looks to be a large like war hammer, uh, but not so much as a weapon, more like for preparation. <laughs> uh, the five of them walk out and make a small semicircle behind the throne. Uh, and then uh, out walks the family of the king. Uh, so there is a tall woman, uh, tiefling with, with like ram's horns, uh, who is red. And she walks out and sits uh, sort of like off to the side a bit, uh, holding the hand of a small, uh, also red, uh, looks to be male, about maybe ten years old, somewhere between like five and ten, who sits off to the side and of the audience applauds as they come out. And then another chair is brought out and set down a bit smaller next to the throne uh, by a few more Warforged as the next figure walks out is about probably, I'd say between seven and eight feet tall. Uh, they have, they're mostly bald with just one ponytail with red uh, painted or painted tattooed forehead as Athlon walks out waves a bit with his long fingers and sits cross-legged in his chair and then a few moments pass by before the trumpeting stops and the entire band begins to play this low chord and it ascends and it ascends and it ascends to a very bright vibrant tone as King Hasatan walks out uh, King Azatan has connected in the center these deep purple antlers. He's a very, very purple tiefling. Uh, very thin, almost sickly thin. And he wears these long robes. And he walks out with a scowl on his face, doesn't wave. And he sits down in his throne as the band continues to play for a bit. And him and, out, him and Atlan converse. You all are free to have any small bits of conversation as the crowd speaks a bit more, waiting for him to prepare for the speech. Well, say anything, you're just gonna sit watching this. Am I sitting by? I sit next to Faerun. Because I'm sitting. Just... <coughs> My thought is from the. <coughs> from the inside, there's Wolf, Faerun, Rava. And then I thought, like, probably Lily Chuck. I'm gonna leave it looking up to Lily and like, oh, that's pretty ugly. Yeah, you know, like. I forgot his race. It was like gift. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he's he's a gift. Yeah. Um, you notice the five warforged behind the king? You know those guys? No, but I do know that they have their own special I guess almost not an occupation, but their own special I guess their own specialties. Like they're named for whatever they do. Yeah. I heard that, uh, the gunner, I'm gonna point to the gunner, mm -hmm. the gunner killed one of the followers of Anna in the streets. And the one that she points out, uh, is one that has a very large, like, shotgun on his back, and then a very large, uh, like, semi-automatic pistol looks to be cl clutched to his waist. Mm -hmm. This one does not have holsters or anything. They're simply stuck to his body, probably, like, by some sort of magnetism. Mm -hmm. 
He has a very wide build cap, uh, cap specifically that he wears like kind of like backwards currently. Yeah, the gunner usually takes care of most of the kills for the religious people in the city, but you know sometimes the other four do it. Terrifying. Yeah, so maybe keep keep distance from those five. Yeah, they're a little scary. <laughs> Baron's would have just, well, this is quite a bit of theatrics, I'd say. Really is. Yeah, every year it's so extra. <laughs> All for a man. That, that terrorist, man. Also, does it just mean he looks like he's about to throw up? Almost like Chuck. Can I like reach around the two ladies and smack you in the back of the <laughs> Don't snore so loud. I knew it. Grab your hands off. Charles Charles just sits on his like stomach looking at him menacingly. <laughs> he put the haunted marionette. <laughs> I kinda look at Charles like Shut up! Shut up! Flick her nose. Yeah. Shut up. And then I'm out. Oh. Perhaps we should have left him in the cart. <laughs> Ooh. That was my new weapon. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, Charles yeah. with him. Volk sort of just off uh, to the side. You know, I've done a lot of events, but I've never been to a noble event for like this specific thing. Um, wonder how much money goes into this kind of thing. Probably a lot. As this is happening, uh, another one of the the, the Warforged and the King's Guard steps out and walks to the front and unholsters their, their sidearm. It's a revolver. So it like points it out to the center of the crowd and then up into the air. He lets off three shots. Then he walks back as the king stands. Uh, Atlan uh, stands as well and places uh, a wand to the king's throat and then sits back down. And the king... <clears throat> Hello, citizens of Minarfig. For those who do not know me, I am King Azazel Hasatan. Thank you for coming to this culmination of the harvests first festival. For the last three days we've been out here partying, drinking, giving money to the small business in the area. And I can't thank you enough for that. Every year at the harvest the king should stand and give some sort of presentation. A way to say thank you for all of the hard work you do. But that is hard to do Things are happening the way that they are. There is a group that is trying to stop progress. Now who here wants to stop progress? We see and he gestures to a, a, a section in the back where you see the majority of the like like under common individuals. Or under individuals seem to all be sitting stuff, sort of in the same relative area. Sort of how they all live in the same relative area. Where we have people like Durogar sitting 
Mere feet away from High Elves. I don't understand where these people come from, but perhaps they just don't know. We have, and he gestures into the sky and looks up, thousands of airships and cable cars and innovative technologies. Look at these warforged all around us, serving us. Innovation has thrived in this dominion. Now that we don't have the, is the issues, or shouldn't, with religion stopping us from wanting to be who we are because our gods say we shouldn't. Or magic because we think that we can be lazy and make things happen by just flicking our wrists. Now that we have to do something for ourselves, we've made Twinarfeg better. We've made them work harder. For the harvest, we no longer have just send out a simple, some sort of spell to collect our things. We get out there, we pick our corn ourselves. Or, that's not enough, we build something to do it for us. Rather than having to train up our children to fight in armies, we simply make these gestures towards the king's guard behind him. The beginning of harvest means the beginning of the breeding season for Warforged. For the next six months, you'll see, hopefully, a lot of children of them sent off to train and learn, be put into our militaries. Innovation is progress. Going back to the archaic beliefs of religion, where a god says, hey, I like you, congratulations, you can cast a spell now. Or even spells in themselves, where I'd rather sit down and watch my broom clean the house by itself. We aren't lazy in this dominion. But as I said, there are people that want us to be. We've been watching closely, and we launched an attack and have collected many members of a small insurgents out of Facet. We believe they might be setting up shop now in Port Zos. The same ones that robbed the train and murdered 150 innocent people. So, back to the happy festivities. Congratulations to all of you on the wonderful harvest. And encourage you to continue seeking the aid of the Empire wherever you can. If your family is in need of food, ask and it will be given. If you're someone that traveled all the way from the Underdark of Dezanth, know that we are there for you and sending food your way. Despite the fact you're outside of our empire. We provide for those in need. We always have and always will. For those that leave the empire seeking a refuge elsewhere. Know that. Expansion is coming. New time to hide is done. Happy harvest. Be well. And he walks back to his seat.
the band the band began. <laughs> the band begins to play a little bit, uh, but nobody leaves yet. You kind of get the vibe that there's going to be more to come. Do you all have freedom? Have any conversation you wish to have in the meantime? I miss everything. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I'll play with Charles for a little bit. How did you do? <laughs> okay, Judge just being playing, you know, physical puppet. That's fine. Aaron sort of leans forward and looks it towards you all. We're going to provide anything, huh? Always have, always will. Interesting. They say progress and I say murder. Thoughts from you? I don't know. I'm, I'm biased. Well, I mean, progress is great and all, but uh, nobody has freedom. It makes it sound like they do. Yeah. Uh, he's dumb. Yeah, I don't know. It's just very funny to me how he rejects the practice of magic, claiming that it makes people lazy, but he uses other people to do his work for him. As if that doesn't already make him and the rest of Orvin lazy as well. It just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> the irony is he doesn't think that they're people. I know. Though the... Not the Warforged... Uh, are made to do things, but it's... it's they're still people. They still have souls. Shouldn't be forced. And to be fair, the Warforged weren't made to do things to begin with. Yeah. They were born to live. That's what Pran saw when he helped get them set. Mm -hmm. And I died. Yeah. <sighs> A few moments pass and uh, <clears throat> the band quiets. And Upton stands and walks to the front, tapping his throat with the uh, the wand once. Hello, citizens of Abastia. I am Atlan Dravis. I am the head master arcanist for the Sunny Dominion. Pleasure to see you all today. I'm glad to know that although progress happens, magic does have its place for the nobility. I wanted to give a report, as we always do, the status of our schools. Very recently we have um, begun small work on shifting work, uh, the primary schools uh, up in Ethran, to make it more focused on Warforge training specifically. Happy to announce that the School of Senros will be getting an upgrade as well, as that is going to become the new center for nobility to train. Well, Ethron has turned to more of a manufacturable basis. With that in mind, I've elected a new dean of each of the colleges uh, in the last few days, as well as a new um, president of the university. My pleasure now to introduce you to them. First, the dean of the College of General Studies. And he gestures towards the door uh, as this very plump, 
looking uh, human woman comes walking out with a big smile on her face. She's short, but not like halfling. Uh, and she's like very, 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 very pale with very rosy cheeks uh, and a very tight like French braid. And she comes down and, oh, I'm just so happy to finally have a chance to speak to some people. Hi, I am Rosie Bidet. I will be serving as the Dean of the College of General Studies at the University of St. Rose. I encourage you, even if you are a bit of nobility that does not have a magical focus student, send them our way. We make the best merchants, the best politicians. We make the best people out of your students. Thank you. And she walks off to the side a bit. Now I'm happy to introduce the Dean of the College of Bards. And uh, I familiar your face for some of you as Iris comes walking out. She's an older human woman with a, a, a bun, very like messy teacher's bun, you know. Uh, she's wearing the bard's robes. She kind of hobbles out and whispers something to Atlan as he taps her throat. Oh. Her, her voice echoes louder than it should. I am Iris. I'm happy to have accepted this position as the dean of the Bard's College of St. Ross. We at the Bard's College are happy to spread joy through word, through song, through laughter, through lore or education. We are making some changes, and I encourage you, if you are a bit of nobility, send your bards my way. Thank you. And she walks to sit next to uh, Rose, or Rosie. And now, it's my pleasure to announce uh, the dean of the college of arcane studies. Now, before he comes out, this is a bit of a newer face to the scene. He did work a bit back in Ethran, but you all may know who he is from his time. And he gestures to the door as Atlas comes walking out. And Atlas stands and clears his throat. I don't wish to say much, but I encourage you, send your people my way. Can I get everyone to make an inside check? Sydney beat the DC. Oh. Of course, okay. Sister be winking. He's like, yes. <laughs> um, and then as Atlas finish, finishes, he turns and waves a bit and walks back in through the doors, rather than standing with the other deans. Now, with that in mind, I am happy to announce the new president of the College of St. Ross. This individual is a bit different than you and I. 
he is older, he is smarter, and he's been working in education since he was a small, small boy. His dream, as he told me, was that one day he would have the chance to teach students more than just the basics. And he'd be able to make people into men and women. He grew up in the underdarks of the Xanth. Uh, was raised there, and then eventually saw the benefits of Senros. Moved his way there, and began teaching at the small uh, grade schools there. And on one of my trips there to begin working with uh, Atlas in the Mages College, I came across him and had to immediately take him up to the university. So now, gestures back, and you all watch this. Uh, he's about 10 feet tall. Uh, he walks on two humanoid legs, but he has three other legs coming out of his back that are spider-like. Uh, his his head is a spider's head. He has eight eyes and pincers and a mouth. Uh, and he's completely covered in fur. Think like a tarantula, but his bottom two legs, rather than being spider-like, are human. At least they appear to be in the clothes he's wearing. He's wearing a suit and a red tie. And he comes out and stands in. Hello, I am Timothy Tarantulis. I know I'm a bit scary. Most spiders you see you crush. But I was able to live my life as more like the rest of you. So, I, Professor Tarantulis, am happy to accept this position as President of the University of St. Ross. We are a college, meaning we are for nobility only. But if you are a family out there that is not nobility, I encourage you to seek the status. The College of Senros is... something special. Please, my door is open anytime. Send me a letter. Stop by. I'm excited to see you and your students. And he kind of like raises his human hands and claps a bit. And walks the stands over next to the other two. Atlas turns. With that in mind, from this day forth, the College Veteran is closed to nobility. We will be focusing solely on Tenoros. We are also happy to announce the Nobility Inclusion Program for the families that didn't come into the Hassani Dominion as people of great background. If you've lived here long enough and are providing enough to the Empire, paying the proper taxes, you can get a badge just like we have and send your students to a college like Senros. Now, I welcome one more time King Hasatan for closing statements. And he sits back down and Azazel stands and looks and nods towards Adlan. So, you'll have heard it. Progress continues. Despite rebellion and hate. If you're out there and you're encouraging this hateful rhetoric against our dominion, you will be crushed. If you're someone who I know that used to be a bit of our people, for nobility that's giving up your status. 
I am looking for you. Enjoy the harvest. Be well. Long reign. Asami Dominion. So, as you all are left in your seats, I don't know what's y'all, but that last statement oh. Can I put my might have changed something. Can I put my two cents? Sure. Sounds like a bunch of hypocrites to me. Okay, that's all I say. They are. But the nobility that have given up their status was the one that might change things. Both is sort of just quietly looking mm -hmm. down right now. Well, I'm not giving up my status. I'm just giving up my job. For now. Yeah, but I don't know if he meant that as well. Yes, it's a thought. So I'm not too sure if you should be going with us. That's totally up to you. Perhaps I'll stay back and let you all have the conversation. Probably would be safer. Would be wise. Wow, actually being wise. Well, you all did yell at me after I beat up that guy in the tavern. And we did. As we should. <laughs> the rest of you? So they cloak off. Alright, well, I guess we have some business to do. Yeah, it looks like he's waiting. Here we go. <laughs> Aaron stands and rolls his sleeves up like halfway. <laughs> he takes his jacket off and sets it down and asks the wolf to watch it. Nice. Alright then, um. Let's go. You all begin walking towards Athlon on the steps. <clears throat> the closer you get, the, the clearer you can see. <clears throat> the only way to describe his face is Voldemort esque. Uh, his nose is very high set and open. Um, there'll be a photo on the screen. <laughs> but for you all, uh, you've seen the image of him in our chats. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Very gross. <laughs> uh, so, Gith are goblinoid-ish, but they're like goblinoid mixed with humanoid, sort of. Uh, and he specifically is a Gith Yang Ki. No, he's a Gith Zedai, actually. So he's... Um, Slender and very like a muscular. And as you all approach, he turns and oh yes, a group of people coming to say hello. Yes. How can I help? Hold on. Uh, we heard that you were looking for. A group of people to uh, take a shipment down to Dizan. I am, yes. I'm looking for a group of adventurers willing to put their neck out there. And we are that group of adventurers who are interested in doing this, taking this job. Alright, so, um, do you have experience traveling or taking things across country? We do have experience traveling. In the bit with taking things across the country. And the experience in the Underdark? Yes. Right. <laughs> you, it looks to Farron, who's kind of like standing a bit back. Oh, yes, actually, I, I have a bit of experience. Um, 
grew up there and then left for a while. And... Yeah. I'm experienced. They know who I am. Atlas. Atlas. <laughs> I keep doing that. Their names are used to too similar. I really screwed myself there. Yeah. Uh, Atlan, like, looks a bit sideways. And... Wait. Well, um... Is this just the four of you? Uh, we have another member, but they weren't feeling too well right now, so we had to leave them behind a bit. Right. Drank a bit too much. <laughs> mm. They're experienced as well. Yes. And you! I can tell you're wise beyond your years. No. <laughs> oh, no. You think I'm wise? Have we met? I don't remember half the people I meet. Oh, you sound familiar to me. That's not the problem. I feel like you're like uh, I feel like in your possession. Um, I'm not technically. He suffers a bit up there. But... Oh, that's clear. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think he's capable. If not, we can just well. The job offers um, 17,000 gold once completed. Meaning, if you make it to the Zantanbak, I'll give you the 17,000 gold for all of you total. And then, uh, potentially, we can strike up a contract. Where you are contracted adventurers for the Empire. All work comes through me. If you're here for long enough, perhaps the king would like to meet you. He prefers to deal in telling me what to do. Which I'm happy with, gives me work. Now, how did you all hear about this job? They haven't begun advertising yet. Very few people are aware of it. You know, word got around quickly. We just happened to have heard it. And they need to watch what I'm speaking to. They have larger mouths than they should. Well, um, there are a couple of things. I may send one or two more people with you, as I know that the road to the Zant beyond Facet can be troublesome with bandits. Um, they should be qualified, but come back. How soon do you all want to depart? As soon as you need us to. Yesterday. I'm just joking. <laughs> um, I would say take your evening, do what you need to do. Um, Maybe tomorrow afternoon, come back, and I'll give you the shipment, get you all ready, and you can leave the following morning. Sounds good. Yeah? Alright, well, thank you. Uh, when you come back, simply come to the doors, speak my name, and I will, I will be served. Thank you. Thank you. And he sort of, like, closes his eyes and... He, his, his feet get picked up in a cross-legged, and he floats into the building. <laughs> well, you all are left with your I'm gonna turn to Farron. Why didn't you mention it? Why? Well, you were going to. Honestly, I just kind of get to a point that I... With what Atlas has said, I don't know that I can trust him. Yeah. If I said something, how do I know they're not going to drag me in there and force more out of me than I'd like to give? 
smart. You actually use your brain. It's bigger than yours. You were awfully quiet. Oh, well, you know, I'm from around here. I don't want to ask you questions. That's fair. Well, do you have, like, a bad history with the Empire or something? Sort of. No, I gave a really bad performance once and got chased out of town. <laughs> that was terrible. I've only seen you perform badly once, so... Must have been a bad day. Pretty bad. So... With the rest of your evening, you all are free to... Uh, at this point, it's probably about... I said evening, I realize it's, it's about, like, probably noon at this point. Yeah. And the festival has picked back up. So you all... I know that uh, Rava wanted to go back to the Treasure's Trove at some point this, this afternoon. Um, there is... Uh, the festival is continuing. People are going on and seeming to be going back to games. Uh, and drinks and partying. The festival closes at midnight. Uh, the plan for this evening, of course, is to go into the cellar. So, you all are free for the rest of your afternoon. Get some lunch, whatever you wish to do. So, what would you all like to do? Um, and we're still at the festival, correct? Currently. Okay. We have to go back to the cellar? Anytime, really. The plan was to go this evening. So if you were going to go, like, I'd say evening is between the hours of probably maybe, uh, 5 and 9. Is it now? About noon. There was a lot of dead space between speaking. Sometimes maybe we should start reading our books in the bar or something. Yeah. I'm gonna go check out the shops open. Baron will join you. You're gonna go into the bar and start reading? And for you, Chuck? He wants to just go around. What kind of festival? Yeah. <laughs> go ahead and just make an investigation check. Oh. Heading back to the treasure trove. Uh, you arrive around the same time as the woman does. Oh. She unlocks the door and turns- Oh! Perfect timing. I just sent my, my daughter to sell the merchandise so I can come back and repair so you can come back anytime. Thank you. Of course. Now, you're looking for a weapon as she opens the door and, and guides you all in. Uh, did you want me to help you with anything or are you just going to shop around a bit? I'm going to shop around a bit. If I need help, I'll ask. Okay, I'll be behind the counter. I'm going to enjoy my, my meal back there. You watch her go back, and she reaches under, and you hear like a humming sound, like a like a like a fridge. <laughs> and she pulls out a meal and opens it up, and it looks to be like some sort of like fish and chips. She eats very loudly. She's old. <laughs> nice. So you're gonna walk around a bit. Go ahead, and make an investigation check. Investigation. An investigation check. Fourteen. Okay. Uh, you find that there's an assortment of sweet treats available for you to purchase. Um, the games seem to have a higher stakes to them, like there's more money available to win. Um, the games are there's the hammer game you all played, there's a card game, there's a dice game. Uh, there looks to be like a, a, a dart throwing game, like popping balloons. 
Chuck wants to go play the darky. Okay. Uh, walking up, there is apparently a very slender-looking wood elf running the game. Uh, he's got, like, gross, greasy, black, slick-back hair and very olive skin. He's so looking up and like, oh! Care to throw some darts? Yeah! And he, like, goes like this and he watches three darts appear on his fingers. Five gold for three throws. You a magician? I'm for the term illusionist. Why is your hair greasy? It looks very ugly. He, like, slicks it back a bit again, like, just the way I like it. Oh, you never met a carny? No. I don't know. Maybe Five gold for the darts or not? Make it three. No. One gold each? No. I'll ha I have my puppet here. Teach you a lesson if you don't give me three for three. For three for one. You need to make a persu uh, persuasion or an intimidation mm -hmm. check. Uh, no, 23. Nice. Uh, so, as you look around a bit, there is an aisle specifically with weapons in it. There are hand axes, there are quarter stabs, there are full-size stabs. There's, like, a whole assortment of daggers. Um, there are some that are, like, behind an arcane locked box that appear to probably be some sort of magical weapons. Looking through it, you see a dagger. Uh, there is uh, some sort of sling. And then there looks to be, like, a short sword. In that box. Uh, there is uh, also uh, a. I don't know. Everything I think about this. A section in the aisle where, like, you know, like the bat holders they have at, like, Walmart? It's like that, but with long weapons. So there's a couple of spears, there's an equal law there, uh, there's, an hal there's a halberd and a glaive. There's a dagger in the, in the case. Okay, so you're gonna ask her for some help? Of course, dear, I'll be right around. She, like, stuffs, like, a whole fish in her mouth. <laughs> and she watches, he sets it into this, like, looks like tartar sauce, mm -hmm. and then walks around leaving it in to soak a bit. She just wants to soak up that juice. For her cold fish. She walks around and reaches into her pocket and pulls out a very short wand, waves mm -hmm. it, taps on it, and you watch the arcane lock unlock and open. Alrighty. Pulls out the dagger and hands it over to you. Uh, let me pull up my, my ledger for her. Uh, it is like a pearlescent. Uh, and so, essentially, uh, the way that I think about this... Hold on, please. Is, it's like... There we go. Uh, you know, like, whenever you have metal that shines off like a rainbow, mm -hmm. but it's like stainless steel it's like that uh it is she, she turns you this here is a uh a dagger of uh actually no it's not it's wrong this is a vicious dagger so uh, it's a rare weapon and when you roll a natural 20 on your attack with this 10 magic weapon the target takes an extra seven damage so Say you attack uh, this man here and gestures towards Faerun, and you're, you, you're rolling a natural 20 for your attack roll. You'll, he'll take the 1d4, plus whatever your dexterity modifier is, plus your proficiency. Oh no, not that plus. Plus your dexterity modifier, plus 7. Goodness. So, like, what's your dexterity modifier, dear? A bit of. Uh, uh, a 2. <laughs> See, uh, he would take, if he rolled a 4, he'd take 4 plus 9, 
So 13 damage on one slash with a dagger. But technically it'd be eight because it's double the dice. You roll two fours. So it's actually plus, it's actually a, 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 a still 13. What? Hold on. Four plus four is eight plus seven is 13. Yeah. Nine. It was nine. 16. I'm bad at math. I'm very bad. Tell me how to do that too. Ooh. What else is in this case? Uh, there's also a short sword and a sling. Look at the short sword as well. Sure. Misspelled short sword. Anything on the ledger? This is. No, that's not it. It is. Alright, so this is a, a legendary item. Rather expensive. But a good one. It's called the Defender. Um So you get a plus three bonus to attack and damage. Uh the first time you attack with the sword on each of your turns, you can transfer some or all of the sword's bonus to your AC. So Instead of using the bonus on attacks. For example, you could reduce the bonus of your attack and damage rolls to plus one and get a plus two to your AC. That remains in effect until your next turn. So each turn, if you're gonna take a slash against Lily, right? You could take you could you could just take a normal short sword attack and have a plus three to your AC automatically each turn. But you choose to do that. Wow. That's legendary. Apart from the dagger for a hundred gold. As for this short sword, yeah. right now my, my heart's telling me 250. If you could make an offer or a trade, that could go down a bit. Yeah. I definitely um, don't have enough for either. <laughs> so I'll just look around a little bit more. <laughs> But if you need anything, if you change your mind, I'll be behind the counter. Same. Make sure these fair turns. What do you want? Neither. You don't want either of those. My dad. Alright then. It's not for me. I'm, I can't do anything. <laughs> sure, but you might have wanted some protection. That's true. But I can't hold that. Oh. I don't know what you got on you. I don't know what you're capable of. I know you weak but... which is why I wouldn't be able to hold it what do you what kind of weapon does your father use mm. mostly traps I don't remember him ever ever seeing him use a weapon so that's why hmm. I thought he might want one interesting oh there's these other weapons that are non-magical mm -hmm. I imagine they'll go for a little less than that. 
Yeah. If you want to buy a bag of gold, you can't afford it. Let me know. Love you a bit of gold. No, sorry. I'm gonna look at the. What other weapons? What other are they like in sections or? Hmm? There's like a ranged weapon section. There's a melee weapon section. There's a long range or there's a long weapon section. Could I look at the like, longer range? I guess. Yeah, there's a, there's an assortment of bows. Mm -hmm. Um, there are bows that are made of like carbon, sort of. Uh, essentially compound bows. Um. That you've never seen him use, but are a lot fancier than the bow he does carry, which is just like a piece of wood and a string. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, there are also like wooden bows that are carved uh, with some sort of um, obvious work done on them. Uh, there are long bows and short bows, and a few crossbows as well. I'll look at the wooden ones. Okay. So. There are a couple of bows that are very, like, intricately carved. Uh, that have, like, very elaborate handles or grooves that would fit, like, the fingers into. Um, there are others that are just, like, very clearly cut and clean and polished, normal sheets of wood. Mm -hmm. uh, some of the bows have a rounder uh, section, and others are, like, flat. Interesting. With a, with a, a handle. Mm -hmm. uh, one of them in particular is this very like mossy looking wood that is a flat and then it has like a, a rubber grip on it. Which is that one? Uh that one? Because they're they're not in the magical, they do have like sort of tags on them. It's marked to be about 25 gold it says. I like it. I'll take it. You take it up to her? Oh the mossy oak. Sure, that'll be twenty-five gold. Alrighty, now that I can do. <laughs> Is there anything else I can get for you? It's. Rob was like, no, I'm. No, now I am actually. Well, I'm glad you came by. Thank you so much. Come back anytime. She grabs that piece out of the tartar sauce. She let it soak for a minute. She sucked on it before she did it. Sink. What was your role? Thirteen. No. Five gold. Three fellows. Five. Thank you. So it's real. Now, he sets down there. He like throws the arrows and they like... If you can manage to pop three balloons of the same color, then you can either take half the pot of gold that I've got in my pants, <laughs> or you get one free prize at the prize booth. Try for the same color. Take what's in your pants. Wait. <laughs> the gold that's in your Just pants. Just ask. All you have to do is ask and buy me a dinner. Anyways. Uh... So. You can go ahead and try to make three attacks to try to uh, pop the same three color balloons. Three attacks. So what you'll do is you'll roll. Roll. Uh, oh. Let me come over to your character and see if you're proficient. Darts. You are proficient in darts. So what you can do is you can just roll, you see your dagger on your weapons. Go to actions. 
Yep, got dex. You can just roll that plus five. <laughs> so d20 is it? Plus five, yeah. Okay. And I'm, I'm going to do it three times, or? Do it once first. Okay. 13 for that person. 13 for the person? Yes. Okay. The first one, you throw it, and it manages to pierce just barely, like skirting, into a white balloon. Uh, it does pop, but it just barely hit it. Yeah. Alright, that's one. You like to go again? Yes. Challenge an old man with a good time. <laughs> 20. Dirty 20. 20. This one, you throw it and it hits exactly in the center of another white balloon. Alright, you got one more. It's going to be a bit harder, I'm sure. Never underestimate an old man like me. Oh my life. It's actually a one watch. I would laugh. Oh, close. Okay, it's 18. Cool. <laughs> you throw it and it goes and just barely catches the end of the last third of the third white balloon. He looks you alright then, you wanted what was in my pants. Yeah! Unzip them pants. He's to unzip. I'm joking. And he pulls his fanny pack around. <laughs> Aww. To tease. Right, Chuck's like... Chuck's, oh my Chuck's god! Chuck's sexuality is ambiguous. <laughs> so, he pulls out a bunch of gold and stacks it out, cuts it in half and throws half back in his fanny pack, slides the other half over to you. Uh, you can add to your gold. Uh, you can go ahead and add 50 gold. Yay! Please. So, as Chuck gets his gold, and you have finished your shopping, you're gonna go read book. What book? Go ahead and make a uh, religion check. It's a very thick book. Not really thick, like thick like the content. Uh, parts of it are hard for you to fully follow. Uh, what you do get out of it. <laughs> oh. uh, you learn more of the things you kind of already knew about how Alma had put Shivari down. Um, the farm upstate? Yeah, able to get yeah. a village in the night forest. Um, you learn more about the book starts off talking a lot about like that Shivari before she was Shivari was Gretchen von Francis uh, an archmage uh, a human uh, who lived in the Nagfin forest uh, and was called during the time of the divine calling to serve as a master arcanist on the Council of the Divine. Um, she was revered for her understanding of the arcane arts and their connections to one another. She definitely understood how, like, evocation, abjuration, illusion, they all connected and weaved together. Um, she was married to another deity named Kroll. She and Kroll traveled across Alvastia, not just to our fate, but everywhere, 
in search of knowledge. Uh, and they would work to find the new findings of the world. Uh, they were present during the time of the War of Flame during, on Viridia and neglected to do anything about it as they felt it was beyond their control. At least that's what everyone was told. Uh, eventually the pair started to grow darker and darker, began missing out on council meetings to feed their lust for power and knowledge. And Shivari, in that search, felt that Kroll was holding her back. And so Gretchen, at the time, slaughtered her husband, which, according to this book, is likely what started her curse. And that's about where you end after your time of reading. You like a quarter through it, with a ten. Was that like an hour or so? Yeah. Um, I'll spend another hour. Well, I'll just spend the rest of my time reading until we come back. Okay, then before I come back to you, what are you doing after you finish playing the game? Well, I'm just, hmm. of course, with my winnings, I go up and just get sweets, just to, and I just, what kind of sweets? Are there are like, there's like bear claws. There are like pastries, like you can probably get like a cupcake or something. Or you can get like a bunch of candy. Candied apples. Alright, okay. Okay. So cake. basically I get plenty of pastries by taste save myself. So many pastries for all my friends. How much of the money are you gonna spend on it? Um about like twenty gold. You can probably you can put you have roughly with twenty gold, probably about 30 portions of, of various pastries. We'll do it. We'll do like with 30 portions and then. How much are candy apples? Uh, I think it's with three silver, right? Okay, so Chuck will get himself a candy apple pastries for the entire thing. Okay. So it's to winning yeah. 23 gold? Yeah. Okay. No, no, 20 gold and three silver. Ah. See, so it'd be 20.3 gold. I don't know if we'll let you do that for that. Let's go with 20 more. Okay. I'll just do it first. Okay. So. Okay, I removed 21 and got all And after the treasure trove? Uh, I guess I just wanna, I'll say, um, so I read a bit of your journal. Right then. And I have some questions. Of course you do. <laughs> I assume it's like right after you walked out. He gestures towards the bench, kind of where you guys had sat that one night. Mm -hmm. It's relatively safe. Hey, I'm down. Shall we sit and have a conversation? Wow. Snake. <laughs> what would you like to talk about? How did you meet Atlas? So before we have this, I'm going to go ahead and have her make her roll. Do another religion check. You try to read a bit more, and you just you bore yourself. Nothing else really comes out of it. But you do see a picture of Gretchen, and make a history check real quick. Seventeen. Looks familiar. Probably from that card that uh, Rava showed you. 
Uh, so. Well, I met Atlas sort of by accident. Um, we met in... I believe it was in Facet. I'd stumbled across the bar after a bit of... Probably maybe six months of wandering the wilderness. And uh, decided I needed a good drink. So I stopped in and then... Uh, saw this tall-looking half... Uh, sorry, high elf. Sitting at a table and talking to no one. Thought nothing of it, of course. So I... <laughs> Walked up and got an ale or two, or three, or four, or five. Um, and then I sat down myself in one of the booths in the back. And then as I was sitting, I did notice, despite my drunken stupor, that this high elf was looking at me, regularly. And then suddenly I could hear something, like, tickling in my brain. <laughs> and then I just heard, let's talk. And so I verbally and loudly said, who wants to talk to me? <laughs> At which point, Atlas walked over and sat down and took his fedora off. He's <laughs> very noir. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, that's sort of it. Hmm. He's an interesting man. I'm not sure why he wanted to talk to me. He watched me walk into a bar by six beers and then sit down. I don't know what intrigued him so much. There were probably six other growl in there. Mm. I didn't tell him who I was for mm. almost a year. She looked a little goofy that night. I don't look goofy. I only look good. <laughs> My hair was a bit longer and I did have a bit of a beard growing. Oh, I mean, that's it. Why? Why Why is that so important to you? Of all the things in the journal, that's what mattered to you. Yes. Let's see, Buck. Don't <laughs> say that to me! <laughs> Please don't say that. Take that back. It's like... Okay, good. Interesting. Any other questions? That's it! Alright, what now? Why'd you take your ring off for that? He's gonna make an insect. No! I put it on already! It was before you were putting it on. <laughs> Natural four. Yeah, I know. Oh, well, I don't even know what his insect bonus is. Maybe like a 22. Like Actually, it's a 7. No, it's not. It is a 7. He got an 11. Which I don't think is going to be your uh, either deception or persuasion check. Do I get to choose? Yep. Whichever one is... Whichever, whichever one's a fact. If you're deceiving or you're being honest. Oh! You don't have to announce it. Oh. That... 19. 21. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> Alright, then. What's next? I don't know. So we catch up with the others. Sure. Making your way back to the King's Hall. I assume you're going to do the same after buying your sweets? Yes, sir. Everyone gathering back at the King's Hall. 
Uh, you see Lily almost drooling as she's like trying to read this book. <laughs> she, I'm also like drinking. Yeah. <laughs> Her face is like empty. Oh. Uh, the bar is full of people all partying and drinking and having a good time. Mm. As you all enter, is there anything you wish to do? Damn. Wow. Oh, well, <laughs> oh, well drunk. You have a seat? Mm-hmm. Another drink. Wolf walks down from upstairs. It's not with you all. He's been upstairs taking a nap. Nice. Any conversation you wish to have? Now that you're sort of away from people. I got you all pastries. Oh! I do love a good pastry. Yes, there's no bag. Take what you want. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pavel. Can I say cards? The cards? Yeah. I'm gonna like wipe my or touch them. I'm gonna pick Gretchen and the book, the picture. I'm gonna put them side by side. Look at this. Yeah. I, I read about this. Never do anything. Well, whatever. I'm glad you know now. I'll pick up a card with that. Very good. What's what's going on over there? I'm confused. Gretchen is Shavari. Oh. So what are her specialties? Ah. Making me go back. The time. Uh. Uh. This is a lot longer than I thought it was. The notes you took? Yeah. Necromancy, illusion, conjuration, and her specialty is chaos magic. Hmm. It seems to make sense. Really does. Weird that she killed her husband for power. More power to her. Ah, get it. You're not funny. Pretty hard. I'm curious if she like absorbed his like life force. Right. <laughs> Probably. Someone said that she got cursed afterwards. Maybe he was cursed. Maybe she ate his curse. <laughs> Oh no no! Is that? Is that? What did you eat? <laughs> I don't know what I even ate. Oh, what are you talking about? A candy apple. I ate a candy apple. So you ate a candy apple. Oh, it's spreading. <laughs> you feel chaos in your veins. No different than you usually do. <laughs> Do you smoke a doobie? <laughs> what is that? Is that a weed? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I haven't done those types of drugs in a long time. Hmm, I remember my cellmate and I used to share a little. Cellmates? Um, yeah, in prison. So you were a prisoner or yeah. a janitor? Yeah, both. 
I was a janitor trying to earn my freedom. All I know is that, ah, uh, my cellmate, he was a, he was a cool guy. We figured out how to work chaos. How do I can we believe? <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wild magic. That's what it was. Anyway. Yeah, we plotted a, we plotted a way to escape prison. The good friend. Too bad I gotta die. Anyway. Did you kill him? No. We good. I think it's the other guys in the... In the other cell. We're all plotting a big escape, and then that's when I'm just, for some reason, I'm like, uh uh. Again. What? <laughs> Ew. Uh, it's probably around four. It's the earliest possible hours of the evening. What time do they want to head to the mansion on a hill? Pretty soon, because it takes about three hours to get there. Right. Yeah. Where can we park the cart? Outside. Steal those ales from the basement. <laughs> we'll have to figure out how to get it out of the basement. Being <laughs> gotten somehow. That's a fair point. Maybe we can like shrink it down. Don't worry, I got it. I don't think you lift your own weight. I might have. Yeah. I might have to help you down the stairs or the, the ladder. Yeah. I do. Give it a shot. He walks up. Alright, get ready to feel this pain. Wait. Oh, that was a... a three. A hit? <laughs> he, he's in your face, it hits. It'll hit. He's like letting you hit him. Um, and there's no damage. So you guys watch as Rava just sort of like. <laughs> into his chin, and he's still smiling. Are you going to hit me? Oh, that was just a fluke. Uh, that'll be a 14. It'll hit again. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> this time she like makes an angry face and. It's his cheek, and he just stays smiling. About what I thought. Good God, that's pathetic. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'll have to take her to the gym sometime and maybe buy her some weights and and a, a, a pull-up bar maybe. I can do one of those. Any noodle arms with us? 
Kind of like flexes a little bit. I look like a little shark guy. At least he's trying. <laughs> well, should we load up the cart and head out then? It's more like you're like brushing like crumbs off his cheek or something. You're just like, are you flirting with him? <laughs> no. Well, does anyone have anything else they wish to do? Anything else they wish to buy? Anything else they wish to drink? Anything else they wish to eat? Nah. Alright. Should we load up then? He walks out to the cart and he puts his chest back on. <laughs> puts his vest back on. Throws the coat into the little hideaway thing. Grabs his hat and puts it back on. Whistles for his, his horse to come over. Alright then. Off we go. You're ridiculous. Why? She's getting it on her horse. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> and we'll pick up there next time. <laughs> so, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we hope you'll join us again next week. Next time we venture back into Albastia. <laughs>